I'm practicing my patience today. No. <laughs> okay, I think we're ready. It's a little smaller group today, but we will go through this and please jump right in and, and let's uh, go to God first on this Bible study. Father in heaven, as we come before you, we thank you again for all the many blessings that we have. As we come and approach you today in this Bible study, as we are learning more and more about character that we need in this life, the characters that we need to, to um, embrace in our, in our daily li living, uh, to come to the stature and the fullness of Jesus Christ. We know that's our goal. That's, um, he is our example. And we're so very, very thankful for that. We also are very thankful, Father, for um, your word that guides and leads us. And when we pause to study your word, we just ask that you open our hearts, our minds, our thoughts, and let us be um, studying uh, diligently that word until that day when your son Jesus Christ returns. And we look forward to that day because that is the goal that we have, the kingdom of God. Thank you now, and we ask that you bless this Bible study in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. This is day 35 as we're counting to Pentecost. And I'm looking forward to, to that, another one of God's holy days. And we have picked this particular Bible study today on patience. And before we get started, I, you, you've all read the, um, some of the front part of this. I, I was going to... Actually, I might just talk about this modern society that we live in and, and the fact that patience is uh, one of the things that it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of, of what do I want to, there's not a whole lot of it. <laughs> uh, you find it on the road, you know, all those of us that are driving, it seems like that people are impatient. Even I get impatient when I come up to a stop, stop sign and it's not changing. It's just sitting there. I'm just, you know, eventually, all right, I mean, there's nobody here. I mean, all three sides are completely empty, and I'm just sitting here doing nothing. And, and so we get a little impatient with the society we, we live in. Um, traffic jams, vehicle wrecks, it's like every day. You turn on the, uh, the radio or you look in the news and Broken Arrow Expressway for you that live in Broken Arrow, and <laughs> Those of you who live in Owasso and have to drive this way in 169, you've got to have you, you've got to be building a lot of patience, having to sit in traffic jams, constant construction. <laughs> it seems like we've got more of that going on day by day. Long lines in stores, movie theaters, restaurants. Our modern society is filled with different areas in which we're either being frustrated or we're building locks of patience. Um, before we jump into the questions, I wanted to, I put the definitions for the two areas that I wanted to have us look at, patience and long-suffering. And so I'd like to go to, to read the, the definition here of Thayer, actually I think I'm reading uh, uh, Strong's Concordance one, because uh, it had a little interesting part to it that I'd like to bring out. Uh, I, I am not 
<clears throat> a Greek scholar. And so anytime I see one of these words, hoop, um, on, I, so I don't know how that's pronounced. But anyway, Strong's Concordance had this from 5278, cheerful or hopeful endurance, constancy, enduring, patience, patience, continuation, or continuance, and waiting. And then, of course, Thayer's, you saw what, what was in the Thayer's one here, uh, steadfastness, constancy, endurance. In the New Testament, the characteristic of a man who has not swerved from his deliberate purpose and his loyalty to the faith and the piety by even the greatest trials and sufferings, patiently, steadfastly, patient, a patient, steadfast, waiting for, a patient, enduring, sustaining, a perseverance. And, and we're going we're gonna to ask the question later, and uh, uh, what's the difference between the two? Because if you looked up above and looked at the word longevity, or long-suffering, you would see that they're very, very close to each other. So anyway, so that we can just go ahead and get started, this uh, first question is found in James, the first chapter. And of course, uh, Curtis has done a very good job of going through all of the book of James in multiple um, messages that he has given. So uh, we have a, a, a really nice background from, from Curtis's work that he has. But in the context that we're talking about today, which is patience, we can go back to, the, to those same scriptures and we can, we can add to that. We can think about what, how that uh, affects us, how God uh, is looking at us, and how we could look uh, to, to be better in our own spiritual life. So the opening, the opening scripture is in James, the first chapter, and verse 4. And, but let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire and wanting nothing. So, anybody have any comments in this first, first verse here? Anything that you'd like to share with us today? Um, I think Curtis has a microphone. Uh, Trevor has one. Uh, so just be kind of, if you raise your hand, they'll, they'll be glad to, to raise over hand. Steve. Um, Michelle was saying, well, I'm, I get a little nervous, but we're all brothers and sisters here. So please, just, uh, just share whatever you feel. If you have something written down that you're really burning the desire to share, go ahead and share it. And, of course, I'll share some of the things that I've written down, too, as we, as we go through this. And, and hopefully they'll be able to uh, sort out this um, I guess what well, I'm, I'm sharing just my life, basically what I'm, what that's what I'm doing. Um, to, to whenever you get in too much of a hurry, I've gotten older, older, and I know this very. This is indelibly in my mind. You're, gonna, you're really. I mean, I, I look at Larry. You're asking for some problems, <laughs> some serious, and some of them can be real, real serious. So that's one of the benefits of being patient but I do feel that also that God can help help us to be more patient because I know <clears throat> it is the fourth fruit of the Spirit is listed in Galatians and but there's things I think he does allow us to go through various circumstances in our life that also can help us to be, be more patient I know that um, being short-fused, hair-triggered gets you in a lot of problems. <laughs> I've been there and I've done enough of that in my life to know that 
that's a wrong thing to do. And um, I guess since I've reaped the, the results of being that way can be a deterrent to helping me not to be that way. I, Larry, don't do that anymore. That's not, that's, well, it's stupid. <laughs> I, I mean, I tell myself that's, because it's just, you're going to get into problems. You're going to multiply problems. So patience is, is one of what God wants us to be. And you know, there's a lot of things I know, we know that we can't change in life. We just have to accept them. They're going to, we have no control on so a lot of things, but there are things that we do have control. Thank you for letting me share this with you. Anybody else? Fran. Um, it, being patient with ourselves when we're, we've got a weakness and working on that weakness and sticking with it, then we can, as we overcome it, then we uh, become as perfect, not perfect, but as, as the Bible, perfect man. We've overcome a problem. That's um, I personally think King David uh, is a perfect example of patience, um, especially since Samuel uh, anointed him when he was young, and he had to um, have patience, knowing you know he was going to become the king. Um, but look at how long it took for that to actually take place and all that he went through. So that is a really good uh, example of patience. And then in Laminations, uh, chapter 3, 25 and 27, it says, The Lord is good to everyone who trusts in him. So it is best for us to wait in patience, to wait for him to save us. And it is best to learn this patience while you're in your youth. Thank you. I'm glad you mentioned that because that was one of the scriptures I had uh, chose to leave out of my message today, which is a very powerful message, and, and, and I hope people will take time to look at that because David, like she said, David could, was really legitimately the king, and he could have killed Saul and, in that cave and other times, and he didn't do it. He, he used restraint. I thought it was a very, very good example, so thank you for that. And, and anyway. It's interesting, that's one thing that I only put one in there. But if you go back and look at some of the other individuals in the Bible, a lot of times that was part of what the, their uh, character was that they were patient. Moses and <laughs> with the children of Israel and, and David and, all, and having to struggle just to become a king. Many different ones. And of course, what about Paul and all the things that he went through? For, for Christ, he was, I mean, beaten and put in jail and all kinds of things, and yet he showed tremendous patience in in this way of life. Um, out of what was just said about King David, and uh, it's interesting about Paul and, and talking about patience, and in particular speaking to that passage in James about letting patience have its perfect work in us. Think about all the things we would miss out on, all the essential learning experiences we would miss out on if we, if we didn't have to have patience, if God just gave us whatever we needed whenever we needed it, if we didn't have to wait, if we didn't have to 
uh, trust in God. And so we look at people like Paul. We look at people like David. David's going to be a king, a monarch. Look how prepared he was to be the monarch of, of the United Nation of Israel uh, because of the things that he went through and the patience that he had to, uh, that he had to demonstrate. So for me, when I look at patience, uh, it's kind of like one of those things where there's two ways of looking at it. It's like, you know, we're, when we're young in the faith, we're just like, you know, kids. Kids aren't very patient. They don't really understand why they have to wait for things. But as we get older, we start to learn, you know what? I'm glad that maybe I had to struggle for that or I had, there, I had to have a little patience for that because look what I learned in the meantime. Look what I learned and the wisdom that it gave me, and not, try, not trying to skip ahead to next week, but the wisdom that, that patience gave me because of the experiences that having to have that patient put me through. And lastly, I think another thing that helps me, I think all of us could probably agree with this, think about how patient God has to be with us as individuals. We're going to talk about that, too, as we get further into the lesson here. Um, does anybody else have just this one, or, or can we just jump to the next one? Uh, this is because what we're, we're striving for is the kingdom of God. We're looking to the kingdom of God. We're looking for the return of Jesus Christ. But God has given us a, a certain things through the Spirit, characteristics that, that he desires that we grow in and so in this particular context is the patience um, what is the patience that we're looking for is it the physical patience that we need that we're developing or is it the perfection that we have when we get into the kingdom uh, I think the Bible pretty much tells us this but does anybody have any comments on this second second verse which is a part of this first First uh, uh, verse here, James 1, verse 4. Oh, Eric? I think the uh, next few sentences right in there in James uh, gives you the answer where it talks about that we may mature, that, that may be mature and complete and not lacking. And then, and then right after that, it goes into wisdom and um, I think that's really significant, that whole sequence there, because it's showing you the purpose and also the methodology behind it, which is learning wisdom. And then he talks a little bit about how faith and being double-minded comes into learning and uh, developing and experiencing and achieving that maturity. So we're growing in these things as we live this life. Over here on this side. question asks, does the verse imply resurrection, perfection, or something else? I think it implies both. We go through trials daily, and that could be in one way that patience helps us. But over a lifetime or over a conversion, we are working every day to that resurrection perfection and it may take a lot of trials along the way to get there but I think it implies both good 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 point anyone else um, the next one we have um, just completed the studies in faith hope and love and it's interesting that 
that the scriptures tie a lot of these things together. And so we can look at and we can actually say, all right, we have faith. How does that help us to have patience? No, we can go through the scriptures here. We've got James 1.3, which uh, um, um, has already been mentioned. But we also have Hebrews 6 and verse 12. If anybody wants to read that one and comment on it, if you have a comment on it. Hebrews 6 and verse 12. I'll get over there and see if I, what I've got. It's interesting how this one is written. Because this is the opposite, isn't it? This is the opposite of this modern society. Well, in, in some ways, because I think there are a lot. Uh, has anybody got it open to, that you want to read it? Or, or you want me to just go ahead and read it real quick? I, I can go read it. In Hebrews 6, verse 12, it says, That you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. And maybe in this society today, we, we probably have a lot of, of both. We have those that are just you know, burning the candle at both ends. And then, of course, we have a lot of those that are, that are slothful in the society. But in us who are called, that this is a, a correction. Don't be slothful, but be followers. Go ahead. Get with the program. I like that. Get with the program. That's, in fact, I think that that's what God is t telling us. He's given us the program. Get with it. Anything else? Anybody? Friends, got got a comment on that? Through this study, I have found that I think patience builds faith, also, because um, if you um, if you're patient and God answers your prayer, that gives you more faith that the next time you're patient, he will answer again. That's one of Okay. Mine's similar to what she said. The testing of our faith builds patience. And, you know, faith is one of those things that it's simple, but it's hard to believe in God. And But patience is the waiting that takes place before you see the result of your prayer or the trial that you're going through. It's kind of like the old adage that says, what do you do when you're at the end of your rope? You tie a knot and hold on. Okay, that knot is Jesus. And we do that so we won't be afraid, if you will. Art? Oh, uh. Um, I almost forgot my thought here. <laughs> uh, part of what goes on there is through patience and faith as we learn how he operates. For example, I know from my prologues, some of my prayers are answered a year and a half, two years later. And he answers the prayers through other people. It's not a miraculous event or it's circumstances. And so we learn how he operates. And, and uh, I think get a better perspective of his 
operations of who he's dealing with and how he works. I, I think this is one thing that, that all of us probably learn in our Christian walk is that when we reach out to God and ask for, especially for healing, we have to be patient because it, it might not come right away. We might not get that, that healing immediately. We may have to wait for a while. And uh, sometimes it's just a, a struggle. We, we pray. We get, ask God to, to heal us. We, we go to the, to the ministry and we, we ask them to pray for us. And then when it comes about, we realize that that has, has really strengthened our faith. I don't know how many of us here have gone through different trials in our life and prayed for that, and then it's, it's brought us stronger in our relationship with God. It seems like that when we're really under a lot of trial and having to work with patience, it does strengthen our faith. Anybody else got any other? Yeah, David? Yeah, it would be very difficult for me to have patience if I didn't really have uh, faith or at least hope. Uh, so they all, for them concerned, they go together. And even as far as love is concerned, if I uh, really wanted to have the affection of, of my wife before we ever got married, uh, and I thought there was possibly a chance, I, I would be very patient in working with, maybe I could turn her heart toward me. <laughs> Um, how this come through to me um, having, the, having the knowledge and the faith <clears throat> that God is God and, <clears throat> and that man is man and God is the one that's, that is in control and he's the one that knows what he wants to be happening or what, what he wants to take place he's the one that has all authority and is truly sovereign he can, he's the one that can bring about what he wants to bring about at the time he wants it to come about and it's going to happen. Um, <coughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> and uh, he, he definitely works on his timetable. And, um, and if you look in Ecclesiastes, I don't know what the second chapter he talks about, that uh, he, he makes things beautiful in his time. I don't know whether you, any of, of y'all have ever heard the song that about this in his time. And it talks about what he does in his time, on his schedule, his timetable. Yeah. Let's, let's drop into now, on, we've, we've covered faith with patience, and let's talk, look a little bit about hope with patience. And in, um, I have three scriptures that I wrote down there for you, you to look up, but I, was, I, I thought I would just jump into Romans 8.25. But if we hope for that we see not, then we, then do we with patience wait for it. So if we hope for that we see not, then we do with patience wait for it. What about the kingdom of God? Yeah. Mark, back there. Yeah, I actually thought um, out of the three scriptures, Romans 15, 4, yeah. I liked in the sense that um, I think it says it best through the scriptures we have that hope um, we've got to be patient for what lies ahead 
our hope in the kingdom and eternal life. I thought this was kind of interesting. He was mentioning 15.4 that <clears throat> we through patience and comfort of the scriptures, the comfort of the scriptures might have hope. It's interesting in, in God's word there's, there seems to be a, a, a balance in all these wonderful characteristics that, we, that he wants us to have from faith and love and hope and patience and all those there seems to be the, this um, wonderful amount of that, that that he wants us to have. And he's written it in his scriptures. Uh, through historical perspective, David, Job, all of the different ones, but he has written it in his scriptures, so we're comforted because of that. Anyone else have an, another uh, point in there that you'd like to bring up on that? <clears throat> So, patience and hope. Now, how about love? <laughs> Anybody have a, a scripture? I didn't put one down. I did find one that I, I think would fit, which is, which is the one that we just read. Uh, Romans 5, verses 4 and 5. He says, and patience, and patience, experience, and the experience hope, and hope makes not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit which is given unto us. <clears throat> so, love combined with our, all these other attributes, patience, experience, and hope, and faith, they actually show the love of God for us. He's teaching us, isn't he? He's teaching us. Does anybody have any thoughts or feelings with this love that God is, is building in us and helping us to have more patience? Anybody think about that? Ron over there. It seems to me that he's wanting us to learn all these concepts, to be like him, where if we accepted him and poof, we were already in the kingdom, we wouldn't have any of those attributes that he is. It's a learning, ex it's, it's a, in our modern society, it's a, it's a real-time reality experience. We're not doing this as virtual reality, we're doing this as real reality, and we're having to interact with one another. We're having to have the same attributes hopefully this, that Christ had so that we, we show forth Christ's love. And I think that's a good point. Go ahead, Frank. Uh, uh, Steve, on, you're talking about love. Are we talking about agape? There's you know, different types of love. Are we talk, right. talking I about... Right. I mean, if that, you want to add to any of them, because there's, mm, there's other types of love also. Well, I guess uh, I'm in re referring to agape, which is what? Unconditional love? Yep. But you could also have the love that you have for your wife and your children and things like that, too, because you need patience in there. Right, right. But I guess I'm more in reference to unconditional, agape, unconditional love, which what is what God is talking about in 1 Corinthians um, 13. And if you go to the, 
it's through four through seven. Uh, it says it suffers long, kind, <clears throat> does not envy, does not parade itself, not puffed up, doesn't behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked easily, does no evil, does not rejoice uh, in iniquity, rejoices in truth, bears all things, hopes all things, endures all things, never fails. That's in First Corinthians, you know, the, love, the love chapter. So it's an interesting point that you've got to have patience to put all those things into your life to show well, forth that love that the, the, that's revealed there in First Corinthians. Well, I, I, think, I think this is just explaining to me what love is and what, how God is, is, yeah. is explaining. And that's what you're asking about. Be, yes. uh, True. Thank you. This is kind of a, an example I think a lot of us can probably relate to, uh, maybe not everyone, but uh, when I think of this particular example and I'm looking at how does love build patience, looking at that question, if you think of that, you know, that in love feeling that you might have for a spouse, and uh, obviously many of us have been married for you know, a multitude of years, but just that initial love uh, that where almost you it helps you that that deep love helps you look past the faults uh, of the of the one that you love and 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 i'm thinking in terms of you know how does love build patience love you know lets us extend past those faults that people might have maybe it's our spouse and maybe there's all kinds of you know imperfections that they have but to because of the love we have for them they're perfect to us and we don't see those things and on that note, I'm also thinking in terms of looking at that question, how does love build patience? And another way, I think about how love helps us reflect on our blessings, uh, about, you know, maybe people or maybe situations that we're going through, maybe it being with God, maybe it being with brethren. When we reflect upon the blessings that we have, maybe people are doing something or someone is doing something that's making our patience run thin, but we remember back to the, the blessings that, that God has given us, that he's blessed us to have brethren. Uh, sometimes they might frustrate us, but look at what God has blessed us with, the ability to have brethren and to join in this common journey towards the kingdom of God and to be not just brethren physically, but to be spiritual brethren with each other. And so I think love definitely is a key ingredient in helping us build patience because that's why we're patient. I mean, I think that that's the natural reason why when our kids do something wrong, we will get over because they're our kids. We have love for them, and we're going to love them unconditionally, and God's going to love us unconditionally. And so that's the key to having patience with people. And even if we don't have immediate patience, when someone does something wrong and maybe we don't react the way we should, in the long run, it's the love that brings us back and unlocks the ability to us or for us to forgive, uh, to look past those faults or those infractions that have been committed against us. Just like 
God with us. It lo- you know, that's how he does it. His love for us is what enables him to have that patience. And, of course, he's, he's patience anyways because he's all perfect in every way. But that's why he is patient with us is because he, he really loves us. I might, um, we've already talked a little bit about the patience of David. It's mentioned the patience of Job. And, and I'm just going to go ahead and skip over this real quickly. But you think about that. <laughs> His wife tells him, you should curse God and, and die. <laughs> and yet, he endured some of the most a very horrible thing, getting boils and sitting and having his friends tell him all about himself. And, and, but it was an exercise in patience and love for God. I mean, he literally was waiting on God because he knew that it had come from God and the patience was there. <clears throat> he said in, in James 5.11, Behold, we count them happy which endure. Which endure. That's another type of, of patience. You have heard of the patience of Job and, the, and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and tender mercy. I think we can go to that scripture sometimes when we're in major trials and understand that God knows we're in that situation and pray that God will help us through it. Pray that he will have an end to it. Remember the scripture there says that he's not going to put on us anything that we can't endure. As his sons, we're going to be able to endure if we have to endure to our end. Sometimes... Death comes to all men, so we might have to endure that to the end. And, and maybe Job was willing to do that. Let me, let's skip down here. I want to make sure we're already about you know, five minutes into the... To the um, you all have read these, the rest of these scriptures um, and, and the rest of the, the, the um, points that I have here. I would like to touch on this part before we quit today. And that is the, the, the difference between what's called long-suffering and what is called patience. And if you go in and you search the Bible, you'll find out that God is patient. <laughs> but God is also long-suffering. And so it, you say, well, wait a minute now. Is there a, I thought they were almost identical. And if you read the definitions, if you go in and you read the definitions, they do seem to be almost identical. If you look here in, in, in this page, um, page three, long-suffering, uh, the translation is, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. <laughs> if you would like to try, go right ahead. Patience, endurance, constancy, steadfastness, perseverance. And, and part two, patience, forbearance, long-suffering, which is the word that they translate most of the time for this particular word. Slowness in avenging wrongs. And I think that particular part of that is where uh, our long-suffering fits in. Uh, Has anybody got any thoughts about this? Because that's... um, Why is it a fruit of the Spirit instead of patience? So we might just open that up. Why is long-suffering a fruit of the Spirit, this different word, which is 
which is what they translated, other than, uh, than patience. And Reggie's got a point there. And I was uh, look, zeroing in on the suffering part of it. We can go through trials that are physical, that literally have suffering. There are trials of other people that we love and pray for, and the suffering is more of an emotional, spiritual suffering. And it does produce patience, but I think that aspect of it is one of the things that makes it different than just the patience of any kind of a trial. So, and you brought up, this is bringing out a pretty interesting point. So is this kind of a godly way? He's, he's looking at us, wanting us to change, and being long-suffering because well, think of about the children of Israel when they were coming out of the, going to the promised land. I mean, it had to take a lot of long suffering on God's part because there was a point he was ready to destroy all of them. You know, their trials that, in some respects, that God was having to endure did require long suffering with them. And Moses in, had to even had to intervene to keep them from uh, being destroyed. So I think God looks at us sometimes, and maybe after we've gone through trials, and maybe we've learned from them, and maybe we haven't learned enough, maybe the long-suffering is that he will try again to perfect this another way. But anyway, the, the suffering aspect of it is what struck me. For me, the um, difference seems to be a change in mode. The um, long-suffering seems to be active, whereas patience seems to be passive. That's a good point. Um, I, yeah, I was going to the same line of what Reggie just said. Is that uh, currently I feel like I have to be long-suffering, enduring some of the things that are going on in our own nation, whereas I have patience in, in uh, events where I am actively involved and can do something about. So there'd be a different, maybe the same concept, but it's a different application. I can't do much about what the government does. Yeah. And I can just long suffer it and ride it out kind of a deal and endure it. Whereas with patience, it could be where I'm interactive in that situation. Kind of all in that situation. It's interesting. Um, in this uh, Psalm 86, verse 15, the psalmist says, God is merciful and gracious, long suffering, abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy, forgiving iniquity, and transgressions and sin. You know, it, I, I, this is, an, this is a, a spiritual quality, long-suffering is, spiritual quality. That's why it is, um, it is one of the fruits of the Spirit, long-suffering. And, and it's a godly quality, and sometimes I think it's a very difficult quality to have, <coughs> to to really acquire and being able 
to um, be patient enough and have long-suffering enough to get through life's trials and tribulations and different things <clears throat> that come upon us. Let's go to the last page now. We're running out. We've got about four or five minutes here. I, I like, of all the, the scriptures, I like to turn to this one. So this is the fun one. The Lord is not slack. <laughs> the eternal has <laughs> lived forever. He's not, he's not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. But is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And does that, when you tie that in, does, it, does that take you back historically uh, to, to, to God's long-suffering in different places in the Bible? I mean, he allowed certain things to happen probably so that there would be a potential for repentance. What about before the flood? What about those people that lived in that particular time? He could not find anything but wickedness in all of the people that lived, and there was only Noah. And he was the only righteous one in that, in that generation. I'm not even sure. It really doesn't even say the rest of his family, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, and so his family was saved. But how he, he suffered a long time with those people before he finally brought something upon them. And I don't know whether they were about ready to destroy themselves or what, but God said, I'm tired of it. What about Israel? <laughs> I mean, he was long-suffering with those people, very long-suffering with them. And finally, he had to give up because they, they were so sinful. They were representatives of God. What about us? I think that's one of the things that, when we talk about the very characteristics that we're supposed to be putting on that are God-like characteristics, when people see us outside, what do they think? Oh, he's just another worldly person. Or do they see a Christ-like person who has patience and, and is able to, to deal with many, many things in the, in the society? Does anybody, I, I think you all can read the rest of the things. Is there anything that you would like to add to, uh, to fill the last of this uh, Bible study up? Go ahead, Michelle. Uh, I'd just like to read uh, Colossians 3, verse 12. It says, You are the people of God. He loved you and chose you for his own. So then you must clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Um, I also think um, the Lord is long-suffering because he, he loves us, of course, and he wants to give us time to come to him and go through trials and he is cutting us, he is molding us as his people. Um, just as Solomon um, in the temple, all of the stones of the temple had to be cut and molded um, out in the quarry. They were not allowed to be brought into the temple for any hammering or cutting. It all had to be done outside so that the pieces were perfect when they were brought inside. And so I think that is uh, something that he does with us and that's why he's such uh, long-suffering and has so much patience because um, he has chosen us and he's giving us time to develop that godly character some of us take a long time 
Uh, Steve, um, I don't know how you, you understand it, that it's a considerable bit of difference what God was offering the children of Israel, Israel in comparison to what he, has, he is offering us, we, his called out ones in this end age and time. Um, I feel that we have the help to win the battles that we're in. We're not in a helpless situation. And if we, if we don't have the help that's available to us, I don't think we can win the battles that we're in. But didn't he say that he, he when he left, that he would send the helper, and we do have that help available to us. We, if we have the option to uh, seek him and, and beseech him for that help, winning the battles that we're in, to me, and that's one of the roots of the spirit what the fourth one is being patient and I think we he God's spirit in us can help us in this battle I mean, to be more patient he can just give us that ability not not get mad and lose it but be patient and wait and he, he just put that in us I mean I feel this I feel strong that's the way he works Well, I want to thank you. I think that was the end of it. And oh, wait, one more. This is a transition to next week's unit. Patience results in wisdom. And there's a story that uh, goes with it. Uh, there was a Turkish sultan. His name was Suleiman. And he, asked, he wanted to be a wise king. He asked his, his uh, advisors to create for him something that would help him to be wise. And they created a, a ring. It's called Gigi's Ring. And it says on it, this too shall pass. In the good times, the good things will pass. In the yes. bad times, the bad things will pass. All we have to do is be patient. Um, the next Bible study is being passed out right now. And it's interesting. It's on wisdom. So we're tying all of these together as we look to Pentecost. Look forward to that Bible study also. Be back at 2 o'clock for services.